Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Save on selected Falcon passenger tyres by three, get one free at Tyre Power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! As the rain falls over the CBD on this Wednesday morning at 23 minutes to 7, just for getting involved in the show, you'll go into the running to win that cricket stump esky filled with nippies, ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. Mark Bickley, I reckon we're closer to getting one of these eskies and the uh, nippies mm. juices in here. I saw you yesterday have a really stern conversation with the bosses saying we need to try the product. I banged the desk. You did, and I, I rated it because no, I, I felt I that I don't, you are the voice of us when it comes to talking to the superiors. no. We're a team. Yeah, but you're but like good cop, bad cop. So you mm-hmm. go in there and you do the, we need this. And I go, yeah, whatever Mark says. No, that, that's not how good cop, bad cop works. You go in there and ask nice, hey, you know what would be a great <laughs> idea? If we had some, you know, some of the nippy stuff. And then I go in there and say, look, we've been asking for this for a couple of weeks. If it doesn't happen, Jarrah's not turning up. That's how it works. That your time is done, and I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. Yeah. What are we chucking under the spotlight today? Oh, there's plenty going on. Of course, the uh, the fourth test kicks off tomorrow, and Burat Sundarajan uh, spoke with Todd Murphy. Let's have a listen, Todd. Yeah, this is as good as it gets. I think. Um, to have the prospect of this being full, I think in a couple of days' time is really exciting, and everyone's looking forward to it. And it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty special. Just about playing with uh, two other spinners, I don't know how often you've done that in your career. Uh, to adapt to that, to adjust to that, and there are times when you're not bowling. Uh, how has that whole process been? Yeah, I definitely haven't played with two other frontline spinners in the team at one time. So there's definitely times where um, it just means that you're not going to bowl as much. But yeah, I think it's all, always just as long as someone's getting the rewards, we're all happy. So coming in and out of different plans and just as long as you're playing a role, yeah, everyone's pretty content with that. It's going to be very interesting to see how it pans out. We just heard in the news there that uh, they've prepared three pitches for India to choose from. How does this work? Why is it that in Australia we seem to be able to be um, non-biased and we just produce a pitch, which is going to have, you know, mean we have a good game? Yet in other countries they seem to create something for their team and. Give them all the advantages. Where's the ICC and all this? I agree. And do you think it's quite strange that going on past form that we we speak of Kuhneman and, of course, Todd Murphy, that there's a chance that they'll take part in the fourth test tomorrow, but then we may not see them playing in our Australian summer here. That might be similar to what Ashton Agar was when he made his debut over in England, that they might just be over there, the subcontinent specialists, and we come back and play the West Indies in in our summer at the end of the year, and they'll be back playing shield cricket. Yeah, um, it must be difficult for them to get their heads around that they may only be used whenever we play in a certain part of the world. Um, Or does it mean that we have to think about making pitches that perhaps are a little bit drier, that, that do cater for some spin, mm. not not like the uh, the desert that was produced yes. <laughs> last week, but maybe just a little bit more. Like spin is a the one thing about spin bowling is is it does capture the imagination a bit. If you 
Um, my son plays cricket and I know Shane Warne did this with leg spin, but the amount of kids that went out and tried to bowl leg spin, mm. similar type thing, spin is, is an art form and it's something unique. So if we see a lot of spinners playing, you'll see the kids get out there and try and do it. So I don't know, maybe we, um, maybe we need to, We've got Sydney, of course, which generally spins. Maybe That's about it, yeah. yeah. Maybe there needs to be some other pitches that take a bit more spin a bit earlier. Okay, so now let's uh, turn our attention to the AFL. It was Nathan Buckley, our very own SEN's Nathan Buckley, having a look at both of the coaches of the Adelaide Crows and Port Adelaide. First of all, his thoughts on Matthew Nix. I can only assume that his players absolutely believe in him and buy into him because the, the intensity that Adelaide play at, for the most part, of the last you know, 18 months. It's been building. But last year, like it started like a house on fire last year. And they, they had little blips, which you do with younger players or a younger, a younger team that doesn't have the experience or the connection um, or have been through you know four, five, six seasons of AFL footy. They were still able to, they were still able to come back and, fight and raise the fight more and more and more. So I'm super impressed with, what I'm seeing from the output on the effort and the endeavor of his team. And that isolate that straight back to the, the culture, the environment, the drive that he and his coaching group are pushing through. And they're, they're a relatively no name. Yeah. There are a lot of no names in their 22 as, as such, but geez, they have a crack. I'm, I'm really interested to see how they go. He's basing this off. What do you think that what he's seen this preseason or the back end of last year, because he's been really bullish on them. Well, I think he talked about, in that interview around starting the season last year, like a house on fire, and then and then sort of having some blips along the way. I think the the for for someone who watches them every week, I think out of the twenty two games last year, there was probably eighteen where you said, "I tell you what, you couldn't you couldn't fault their endeavour or their effort or their mm. work rate." It, it's always been about the polish, and I think that you know adding uh, Rochelle and adding you know. Dawson and Rankin and Hinge, you're starting to see more polish. So I think that's important. I just think, and and the way he described um, playing for your coach, I think that's the modern coach. It's, coaches are more arm around than finger pointing these days. And you think about Craig McRae down on the bench as they come off for Collingwood, he's, you know, wrapping his arm around them and talking to them and he's right there and guiding them. I think that's exactly what, what Matthew Nix is about, yeah, that, that sort of more... Uh, more touchy-feely coach that is about creating that environment where everyone wants to be there. Now, you've got to balance that also with high expectation because, you, you know, it's a one thing to be wrapping your arm around blokes and saying, yes, we're doing really well and we're making progress and don't be too disappointed that we've lost three in a row. Let's keep going and we'll get better. That You can do that for a certain amount of time, but you still have to be able to maintain high standards and have those difficult conversations. And I'm sure Matthew Nix does that because he's a real relationship coach, but that's going to be the challenge for Adelaide now is to move forward past that. Yeah, we're having a go and now start to see the results because the pressure not, and, and the expectation is certainly rising and uh, they look like they're rising with it. Let's have a listen to what Nathan Buckley had to say about Port Adelaide's Ken Hinckley. If Port Adelaide can't frank their recruiting, their plans to get to this point, I think they underperformed last year with a with a terrible start, a big hole that they've really struggled to get out of and, and ultimately couldn't. But but Ken Hinckley has his detractors. If you'd, you'd have to have your head in the sand to not see and hear that, especially over in South Australia. But I've always looked at him and thought that he's 
an amazing man manager. I feel like he gets he's he puts his his heart and soul into it, and I think he's the connection with his playing group is pretty strong. The question I have is have they have they moved with the game because Port Adelaide still are a side that flood their forward line, turn the ball over really close to their goal, repeat forward entries, and that seems to be you know. And teams, opposition teams put 18 players in the back 50 at that point. And it's a really hard way to score. Mm, there you go. And that's something they've been working on for the last couple of seasons. They've worked on it intensely this year again, that entry into their forward line. But if you don't get it right the first time and then it comes out and it goes back in, it, like Nathan said, it, it is just flooded with um, with numbers. And that's why it's, it's hard for Dixon and Marshall and the like. So... Um, like every team, they, they're working on creating turnovers in your front half and going back quickly so that you don't give the opposition time to get back. But they've, that first time you go in, when it's not flooded, you've got to be able to hit your target. You've got to put it to advantage side. And if they do that often enough, you feel like they've got enough firepower, like Adelaide, to be able to kick plenty of winning scores. Dixon, Georgiades, Marshall, uh, you've now got Rioli. Fantasia. Fantasia. Horn Francis is going to be around the place most likely as well. So there's enough firepower there. They've just got to do it well enough. And the other part of is get their share out of the centre square. That's the one time in the game when there is a controlled setting. It can only be six on six in, inside your forward 50. So you win that and you burst out of your centre square. And like all teams are, that's when you can really score quickly. Quarter to seven on this Wednesday morning. Thai Power is Australia's biggest independent Thai retailer. We have a sports update next. Want to get your thoughts on the show too. one 736 736 It's SENSA Breakfast.